You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, good friends, and welcome to uh, Kevin Herter is the best basketball player all along. And who knew? I did. Edition of the 10,000 Lamps podcast. I'm your host, Kai Radke, here with Julian Andrews. Julian, how sweet was it watching Kevin Herter last night? Uh, you know, it was. I was very happy for you. I'll just put it that way. I have been on the Hawks suck uh, train the whole season, so tough to be proven wrong. Um, I don't really like the Hawks. I thought they were bad. Turns out they're not. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into it. It just in terms of the implications for Atlanta and for Philly. But yeah, that was a that was a fun game last night. Yeah, fun oh, basketball, right. fun basketball all weekend. Um, that's what it's all about. And like the only bad thing about getting to the conference finals is now you don't have a game every single night. Or maybe we will eventually, but you yeah. don't have like back to back fun games or um, like the you know obviously it's a little little separated. Uh, before we get into uh, talking a lot of basketball. Um, Timberwolves and otherwise, we want to thank our good friends at DraftKings. Um, we have round three starting, so uh, you know, go download the DraftKings app. Use the code TBPN um, for your shot at winning thousands of dollars. Um, also, like I, I, I think I've pitched this a million times. Their free pools is a lot of fun. I've, I haven't, I have yet to win on the free pools, but that I haven't lost someone anybody. does. Yeah, yeah, someone does. And, and somebody does. So th- those are super fun. Um, but yeah, like especially with with the playoffs, like uh, you know, obviously you'd rather have Chris Paul on the court than off, and like you'd rather have Kawhi Leonard on the court than off. But like, the like who's gonna step up? Like one night it's Terrence Mann, and you know who knows? Like maybe it's Cameron Payne the next night for Phoenix, and like you just don't know. So um, get those guys on your DraftKings team, like Kevin Herter. Like who who had Kevin Herter having a like being the best player for Atlanta last night. Um, I didn't. So uh, download the app, use the code TBPN. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, and they make the show go. So, um, all right, Julian, before we get into kind of some playoff top talk, let's do a quick NBA draft lottery refresher with an announcement. So the announcement is we're recording this on a Monday. You're probably listening to this on a Monday. Um, hopefully on Tuesday, um, it's the NBA draft lottery. Um, instead of doing a instant reaction show right after what we're going to do is we're going to start recording here live on our YouTube channel, which is 10,000 laps. Um, find it on YouTube. Um, otherwise, uh, follow us on Twitter. We'll send out the links. Um, but basically we're just going to be live and we're going to talk about whatever, for 15 minutes before the lottery. And then we're just going to have our live reactions during the lottery. 
And then we'll probably record, my guess would be five to 10 minutes after the lottery, kind of like what our reaction is. And, and we'll kind of give that to you throughout the whole night. So, um, and even if you don't, you know, like, even if you don't listen to it live, which I'm guessing a lot of people wouldn't, because I like, I'll to be completely honest, like I'd probably rather watch the the uh, the actual draft, I get, or the lottery. But yeah. I will say, I think it's super fun always to listen to people's live reactions to when something happens. Like I remember, like Bill Simmons used to do his draft mail, like his draft live draft blog of his thoughts of the draft pick as the draft was going on. And he would release it the next morning. And I, th I always thought that was a lot of fun just because you're getting like your actual response live during it, but you're just seeing it the next day. So you, so you have a little better, better sense of where things are. So totally. um, that'll be fun. And like, yeah. And like, check us out, ask us a question. We'll put it in, check us out for two minutes, check us out for the whole time. Um, we're really excited to do that. And I think it's our first time streaming. So for surely the internet will blow up oh, yeah. and it won't be able to happen. Um, when is the lottery? It's on Tuesday. It's at 7.30 Central Time, um, and you can watch it on ESPN. So I know that's always important. People want to know where it is. Um, I think it only lasts for 30 minutes. I think it's real quick. Um, so, uh, And then, you know, where are the Timberwolves' odds? Um, obviously, if they if they get a top three pick, they keep it, which is great. Um, they only have about a 27% um, chance for that to happen. Um, if it doesn't... Um, it goes to Golden State. So right now, um, the Wolves are kind of slotted in at that uh, the sixth spot um, behind Houston, Detroit, Orlando, Oklahoma City, and Cleveland. Um, the highest pick, actually, the highest percentage pick is there's a 29.7%. The Wolves will get the seventh pick, and a 20.6% they'll get the eighth pick, which then it would go to the Warriors. Um, and we've talked about this before. Like If you have the eighth pick in the draft and you traded Wiggins in the eighth pick, for Russell, like it doesn't look as bad and blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of implications here. Obviously, if it's like the number four pick and one of those like top guy slides, then it's like, oh, maybe that was a bad pick uh, or a bad trade. But um, that's why it's a lottery. So, yeah, <laughs> it'll be interesting. I mean, there's, I feel like we talked about this a lot, like way too early. And now yeah. we really just like don't have much to say about it. <laughs> we just got to see what the numbers do. I mean, they're. Yeah, we can like play through. I'm, I'm sure Wolves fans will be kind of playing through all these scenarios throughout the next 48 hours. But at the same time, like, what are you gonna do? You know? Yeah, and I will say, it's, like, it's ping pong balls being blown around by a fan. You know, you're not gonna, you can't, you can't really analyze that. No, no, it's like let's do a deep dive. Um, <laughs> I will say, uh, you know, the the one thing I think like would say not to underestimate is like if the Wolves do get a top three pick, like. I don't like, like for example, last year when the wolves were the number one pick and it was like a difference between the first, second or third pick or whatever. Like, I mean, you're going to get Wiseman ball or Edwards. Right. And like, there was like no particular order of those guys going into yeah. the draft. Like, you know, some people were saying, well, Edwards is clear up the best. Others were saying like ball is by far the best. You had some people saying like Wiseman's going to be the best, and then like Minnesota just isn't a fit at number one, so that's why they're taking Edwards. Um, I don't think there was like a consensus one in this year's draft. I think that if you land in the top three and you get either of those top three guys, whether it's Cunningham, Suggs, or Mobley, I think like you are in such a like that 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 is a job that's probably a career defining lottery for Gerson Rosas because you're basically getting a. Uh, 
potential franchise altering player. Um, and I think no matter who you pick out of those three, like it's probably true. Um, and I'm, I'm sure one will suck because that's just how like these things work. But, um, and, but, and I do think like if you fall down, I, I, I get the argument of like the trade doesn't look as bad and then you get your pick next year. But the thing is, if they're as bad as they are next year, as they are now, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like Rosas is probably gone anyways. So yep, totally. um, we've talked about this before, but uh, yeah. So um, I will say like, if, yeah, if the wolves land in the top three, don't mask your excitement. Cause that's like that. That's really, really good news for a team that just needs some more talent. Maybe even um, top four, or I guess they can't land in the top four, but. Do you yeah. think that those players you named are the consensus top three? I haven't really been paying attention. I haven't done a deep dive, but those like every mock draft that I've looked at have has it's been like you know Cunningham, Mobley, uh, Suggs, Suggs, in, like okay. in, in some sort of order. Normally Cunningham and, and Mobley are like one and two. So yeah, okay. um, that's kind of what it looks like. But I mean, I, I was going to say this for next week too, but like just doing a deep dive on like where the Wolves at are free like free agent wise and like. Yeah, no. Once we know what their pick is, we should do kind of an off season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll for sure do that. Let's just say that there's a lot of guys on the team that are under contract that you could definitely see, you know, playing elsewhere. But uh, we'll yeah. see. Um, okay, NBA talk. Our final four is complete. In the West, we have the Suns and Clippers. In the East, we have the Bucks and Hawks. Which I, I had a friend that texted me last night. He said, "If you told me these were the final four teams at the beginning of the season, I would have like." Something went wrong. If like, you told me that these are the final four teams at the beginning of the season, I'd be rich because I would have bet on it. <laughs> right? You would have kept Okay, yeah, thank and you. The odds would have been awesome. <laughs> well, I think even last night, um, before the game seven, I looked and the Hawks to win the title um were still were twenty seven to one. And I think the like the Sixers were still like seven or eight to one. So there's still a lot of optimism just going into last night. Um uh, that yeah. you know, that that maybe that could happen. Um, let's go through the West first. So Suns, uh, Clippers. The Suns win one game one yesterday. It was yesterday afternoon. That was um, an awesome thanks. Game. It was really fun. Uh, Devin Booker triple double, first career triple double. Um, leaves the court, facetiming Chris Paul, which is just like so much fun. Um, yeah. Chris Paul, he has COVID. We haven't really heard much about it. We think he has COVID, but he's been vaccinated, so we're like. It's really I'm, hard to say. I I'm like unsure of like if the timeline is is faster because he's been vaccinated or like it it's not like it's it, if it, like if it's if it's like the full two weeks or whatever like he probably misses the entire series. I've heard I've read other reports saying like they expect him to miss like a game or two. So um, regardless, um, I mean, if there's a series that you'd not want your best player for, I guess this is probably it because the Clippers don't have Kawhi Leonard with the you know, potential ACL injury. Yeah, no, I mean, well, I think they were saying something about Kawhi. Now they're hoping it's just a sprain instead of a full ACL tear, which is obviously great news, but either way, he wouldn't be back for this, uh, yeah. this year. Um, I mean, if you're the Clippers, that was kind of the game to get right. I mean, I'm not saying I think the Suns are going to sweep now, but with the Suns not having Chris Paul and having not played without Chris Paul before, um, Paul George was awesome. Yeah. You know? So Reggie Jackson was, was good. And I think you probably, I know he's been good, but you probably don't, can't expect to get 25 from him every night. Um, so I don't know. I, I, the Suns looked good. They're just a really deep team. They just really, the way they defend and step it up, they really kind of fell asleep in the last couple of minutes. Um, 
really thought they were going to blow that game. There was some rebound. Where they, the Clippers just got like three offensive rebounds in a row, and the Suns were just like not moving. And I was like, you guys are only up by six. Like, I don't know. So there's there are some little moments with the Suns where you're like, oh, my God. Um, but by and large, they look really good. And Devin Booker, man, is – has just totally turned into somebody who we used to debate if he should even be an all-star. <laughs> right. He was like a good stats, bad team guy. And now it's very clear that, I mean, he, it's like an all NBA caliber player. He's incredible. He, he, he is incredible. I, I have like, so I have three, I, I just have like three random things throwing through, floating through my mind. One is uh, I have this written in our notes. So this isn't completely random, but it is crazy to me that this is basically the same exact team that they had last year in the bubble that went hot. Um, it, but you can just see how much they've grown in a year with Chris Paul and like what happens when you have confidence. And they always talk about guys when they, when they go to play in the Olympics, how they come back to their teams, just like different players. Like, cause it's just like a different mindset of like yeah. trying to play winning basketball every single day. Um, and you're seeing that from these guys, like, you know, and like, I, I think Deandre Ayton, he had a solid game yesterday. I think he's going to have a really big series. Cause I, I think he's Biden for like, he's the best center, um, you know, on the court at all times. Uh, and like Paul, Paul prop, honestly, Chris Paul being out probably hurts him more than anybody, um, with, with opportunities, but, and then like, just from a, a Timberwolves fan aspect, like every time I see Cam Johnson in the corner shooting a three or like Dario Saric, like running the high post, like some sort of play, I'm like, uh, like not that they're franchise players. altering yeah. players, but like, yeah, they're, they're useful players where we don't have very many of those. I know. I know. But yeah, no, Aiden, I think, I mean, it is crazy that this is pretty much the same team just plus Chris Paul and this game was without Chris Paul. Yeah. But I mean, it's, this is what you kind of hope for with the young guys, like actually developing, you know, and not just saying, Oh, like this is a really big year for our guys to get better. It's like, no, these guys actually Aiden is way better than he was last year. Michael Bridges is way better than he was last year. Um, campaign is really stepping up. Booker has improved. So it's just like everyone's actually improved. And that's what happens when you put in the work and commit to improvement. And I hope that, um, and they're also really well coached. Damn. Um, yep. And I hope that that's kind of what something that can kind of happen with the Wolves, maybe not to that extent, but you hope that this can be an example of a team where other, other young teams around the league can look and say like, okay, like if you actually commit to winning, and commit to getting better and improving on these areas where you're not as strong, then you can actually like do things like make the Western conference finals. And I, I think it's really, I think it's going to, I think the playoffs this year being so competitive and it being kind of a new batch of teams are almost going to make next year even more competitive because I think more teams are going to say, okay, like we, it could be us. It's not necessarily just going to be the Lakers and the Nets. And I know that every team, no team will say that they think the Lakers and the Nets are just going to, you know, win the, championship but at the same time like it's got to be kind of demoralizing to be in the league and have teams like the nets um but now that i mean not there not neither one of those teams are going to win the championship yeah and so it, it's it's a real kind of model for other a, franchises you make a really good point though because i think if you're like three of the four teams left were built in a way that like quote unquote fans respect, right? Like the, you drafted these players sure, and like yeah. you look at the Suns, and it's like you drafted Aiton and Booker. And then like, you got Chris Paul who was a year before, like a contract nobody wanted. And he transformed your team. Uh, the Clippers built their team, obviously in a way that, you know, it's kind of like more of the super team mentality, but then you have like the bucks homegrown star and Giannis and same thing with the Hawks with like Trey young and all these young draft picks. And, um, 
so yeah, I think if you're a team like the Wolves, you say like, okay, like, you know, maybe we're Towns and like as uh, Anthony Edwards really good season and like figuring out what Russell's role, like you're, you, you can convince yourself that you're not that far off. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't mean that in like, I don't mean that in like a, you're actually that far off. I'm just saying like, I don't think any of these teams, like the, me, the Hawks weren't going to make the playoffs at the mid season mark when they had Lloyd Pierce. And like, now they're in the Eastern conference finals. Like it, it's a good sign for, for smaller teams. Surely. Yeah. It's like good coaching and a good crop of homegrown talent. And then one or two impact free agents, you know, cause you think about drew holiday, I guess that was a trade, but you know, it's like, then like one piece that you like brought in drew holiday, yeah. Chris Paul, uh, Bogdanovich, you know, yeah. it was really, has been really huge for the Hawks. So yeah, there's definitely kind of a formula here. And I know that I'm not the first person to say that, but it's, it's really interesting to kind of watch that play out. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Um, okay. Let's go to the other series. Bucks versus Haas Hawks. Um, before we get into that, let's kind of dive into the nets and 76ers. These are obviously the yeah. two, the two teams that we thought would be in the Eastern conference finals. And even up until yesterday uh like you know that game it was like okay the the 76ers will figure this out right right R- right and then there's like 30 seconds left and you're like nope they are nope, not they gonna they did not and he, yeah and it's like there's nothing worse than seeing like doc Rivers still yelling on the sideline when he knows that it's over and then they pan to ben simmons face on the sideline Dude, um what is going on with doc rivers i don't know um like it, it's hard for me because obviously he, he he's such a good coach and he's like respected by his players, but then he gets to the playoffs and like, I think he has the lowest, like the most games with the lowest win percentage. And then, yeah. uh, you know, obviously like he's the only coach to, to lose multiple series with a three, one lead. You can't ignore that stuff. Um, and it keeps happening over and over again. Obviously they weren't up in this series, but like they were against a Hawks team where they were the heavy, heavy, heavy favorites. Yeah. Um, Doc was asked yesterday if uh, after the game, if Ben Simmons can be the best uh, or the starting point guard on a championship team. And he said that he didn't, he didn't have the answer to that question, um, which is a very nice way of saying, please get Ben Simmons off my team going, going in the next season. Go, right? Yeah. There's probably no way that he's with the 76ers and it's maybe not even because of how he, well, I mean, it's entirely with how he played, but like, it's also just one of those, like, let's get him out of here because like, the change of scene, like the, the, the well has been poisoned. Like, yeah, exactly. And the fit has never been good with him and Embiid. They've just found creative ways of covering it up. So I don't think it, I think, I think the answer to that question is yes. I think Simmons can be a point guard, the starting point guard on a championship team. I think you just have to have a very different roster. Yeah. Around him. Um, clearly Embiid and Simmons, it's just not, it's not happening. No. And, um, you, yeah, I mean, you do feel bad for Simmons because like on a level, like, you know, he did, he sucked, right? Right. Like that was a painful series. Like he wouldn't refuse to shoot. Um, he was just, you could just tell he lost all, you know, he, he was like a pitcher that had the yips. Like he yeah. was just did not want anything to do with the ball. Like he's the kid at third base after he makes an error. And like, he's basically just like praying no ball gets, this is me. Actually, this is me in high school. <laughs> I was like, please God, just like, don't, don't let another ball come my way. Um, and that was him. Like, he was like, please don't, I don't want to be open. Like if I drive and I'm open, I'm going to kick it out. And it's like, I don't know, man. Like he's, if, if there's any motivation to like start getting a jumper, it's, it's for him. Like, I don't think anything is better than this series to do that. Um, yeah. 
and he's only 24 years old. Like he can still be a very good player. Yeah. Um, but they're just, it's just, he needs to get out of Philly. It's just, it's just not, it did not go well. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, we can examine probably on our own time, like other trades that, that make sense for them. And we'll probably see them on Twitter and whatnot. Like it's, it's not one of those trades, like the Kemba Walker trade where you're just like trading a player salary because he's like useless and you're just attaching a first round pick for him. Like Simmons has value. Like he's a really good defender and yeah. he's a really, really smart passer, yep. but um, it's gotta be like the right fit for him. And I mean, maybe if your team in the league, you're thinking like, Hey, we're going to get them low. Like last year, I think the trade was like Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell for Ben Simmons. And now it's like, now I don't, I don't know what that would look like. And obviously I don't know if the, the, the Timberwolves would be a team that's interested, but like it's gotta be significantly less than that now. I've seen some Simmons and CJ swap type mm. stuff, which I think actually might make sense. Um, but yeah, we'll, we can get into put, like potential trades the the entire offseason. The entire um, we have time. But uh, I think there are trades out there for Simmons. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, the Nets, um, yeah, that was a tough series because like whether you're che- cheering for the Bucks or the Nets, like it was so obvious that Kevin Durant was the best player on the court and like the best player in the playoffs. But like. On, on Saturday night, it was just so hard watching in like late oh in the fourth God. where there was just like no offense for the or, or late in the overtime when there's like no offense for the Nets besides Durant just like, like jacking contested threes. Yeah, yeah. And like making half of them. But I mean, I, Harden was playing on one leg. Yeah. Even it, even if he played 50 minutes. Hurt. Yeah. Clearly yep. not his best. KD probably also hurt, honestly, yeah. after just after playing so many minutes. Like, that they just it was just a war of attrition at, at the end of that game and I don't know yeah you just it just didn't it wasn't that fun to watch no <laughs> like I'm happy for the Bucks I'm glad they kind of got that monkey off their back um, but at the same time oh I don't know like that was not a fun game to watch I hope th- I hope that everybody's okay because I, I really kind of was looking forward to it. I I know it's kind of not good to root for the Nets or whatever, but I was kind of looking forward. I like watching those guys play when they're healthy and playing together. So I, I hope that next year they can, I don't know if it's managing it better during the season or what, just kind of give them a chance to, to do what they came there to do. Yeah. That, I mean, cause if, if you have like 10% more of Harden where he's at least able to like hit jumpers, yeah, or you have like, like you know, missing open threes. Like that's not going to happen. No, it's healthy. And, and like the, obviously the Kyrie injury. Like, yeah, I, I guess I don't know what the answer is. I mean, it, it is a reminder though that like nothing in the, like I don't want to get philosophical here, but like nothing in the league is guaranteed. Like, right? You, you build these super teams, and uh, you know the Clippers, right? Like we're in year two of the 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 Kawhi Paul George thing, and if they lose in the Western Conference Finals. And I get Kawhi's out, so you have like that excuse. But it's like then Kawhi's contract's out, and he can do whatever he wants. And like maybe he'll stay, be- but like also maybe he won't. And then yeah. all, you know this whole thing that you thought you had in Los Angeles is over. And like same with Brooklyn. Like I don't know what the contracts look for these guys, but you know this was a good opportunity to win. And like obviously your guys got hurt, but that that like that's part of it. So uh, yeah, you know, I, that, we'll that, have that, next year. Yeah. The Nets. Well, I think I think I, I'd be more worried if I were the Clippers. Yep, I, I agree. Um, and then the the, the Hawks. Um, I mean, regardless of what happens, even if they get swept against the Bucks, which I don't think they'll do, but what a run from them! And yeah. um, 
We have the Kevin Herter game. Uh, you have, I, you know, like you texted me this yesterday and we talked about it a little bit yes, uh, last week, but like the fact that we're seeing uh, Aiton and Young in the Western and Eastern Conference finals and like here we are talking about Luca getting mad at the Dallas front office. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I will say, I've been like, well, you know, you you can't argue that Luca is not the best player, and while I still think Luca is a better player, I mean, I'll listen to the Trey Young argument because he has been just phenomenal. I mean, he sucked yesterday, and then he drills that deep three in the fourth, yeah. and you're like, oh, okay, and and he and he hits his free throws down the stretch, which is obviously so important, and half the guys can't do that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man, like. He kind of has this like "fuck you" attitude that Luca. I don't quite see in Luca. And yeah, my friend Jono texted me. He was like, "Wouldn't it be crazy if Aiton and Trey made the finals and Luca before Luca, even though they were both kind of maligned for being picked before him?" But um, yeah, I don't know. There's something about kind of Trey's desire to kind of break people that I just don't quite see in Luca. Like Luca's obviously had some great clutch shots. This is not a reflection on like Luca's clutch ability, but I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I There's something about Trey that that just kind of uh, that, that I don't know. I don't know how I even know how to explain it. You're you're I think you're onto something there. The like the fuck you thing. Because like Trey Young is very much like fuck you. I don't care what you think of me where Luca is like a right. He's like a whiny fuck kind you. Kind of a and diva. He, and yeah. He's like, respect me, please. <laughs> like, respect, like Trey's like, I don't, dude, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm going to fucking drop this three pointer mm-hmm. on you and yeah. I'm going to look at the crowd and I don't give a shit. Where Luca's yeah. like, did you see that three pointer I made? Like, yeah. please, yeah. Like, please give a shit. And, and like, I love Luca. He's like so much fun to watch. But, but he like, is like that. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, th- there weren't any odds for the series last night, but I looked this morning. The Bucks are minus five hundred odds, which which isn't much of a surprise. I mean, the the it, I think the Bucks were three and zero or two and one against the the Hawks during the regular season. Yeah. Um, they, they match up pretty well because you could put Drew Holiday, who's so good defensively, on on Young, and then um, if if Giannis is aggressive, Giannis. The, the I mean, the, the Hawks have Capella, um, but like I don't. I don't really know if like that's probably enough. So we'll we'll see. I mean, yeah. Again, like last series, I thought Embiid would just crush the 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 Hawks, and that Simmons on Young would be enough. But uh, obviously, we were wrong. So um, I'm yeah. honestly I'm cheering for a Suns Hawks finals, dude. That would be so fun. I'm definitely going for the Suns as as we have discussed previously. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So either Hawks or Bucks would be fun. I think I I don't know. I don't know. It's tough because on the other hand, you got Giannis and him winning a championship would be awesome. Um, so it's kind of like I would really honestly be pretty happy with any of the teams remaining. I hope the Suns beat the Clippers. If the Clippers win, probably cheer against them in the finals. But I like PG and Kawhi. Um, and I know Kawhi's out, but I, I've never been kind of a Paul George hater like a lot of people are. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's really nice to have all these new teams in the finals and like new things to think about. It's like, Oh, it whoa. Is. Yeah. The Suns, Clippers, Hawks, Bucks, like one of those teams is going to win the finals. That's crazy. I know. And I, I, I don't know what stat it was, but it was like the, the, the Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, or Steph Curry have been in like every single NBA final since yeah. 
X year or like, and I think Hakeem Olajuwon was in there too. And while I respect all of those players and obviously they're the greats and like watching them, is just a super fun opportunity and a, you know, whatever. Uh, it is fun watching these, these new guys play w with these four teams. You could really talk me into any storyline of whether it's Chris Paul winning after so many years of just kind of getting the short end of the stick. And then you have uh, the Clippers winning with, uh, you know, Paul George leading the way now, right? With, with yeah. why, and then you have the Hawks, the young Hawks team. And then you have Giannis, a team that like two weeks ago, we thought everybody was like, they were going to for sure fire coach bud, like on the flight yeah. back. <laughs> and then, you know, now it's like, okay, they're going to be in the finals. So, um, all yeah. right, let's get into the three star sports cards, card corner. Still not easier to say, but, uh, you got better at it. Yeah. Uh, big outs, big ups to them. Um, we thank three stars for sponsoring us and our partnerships. Great. I actually got in two, two small breaks. Um, yesterday I got nice. a foot, football break and a, uh, little basketball break. I think I got a tire, a Tyrese maxi prism card and, um, a few other stuff pretty inexpensive though. So, uh, cool. go check, go check out their, their breaks and, and everything. It's, uh, They've they've kind of expanded what most I think mo most hobby shops have kind of stayed away from uh, like breaks and stuff like that uh, where they've kind of embraced it and um, noticed that times are changing and, and whatever. Um, all right, let's get into um, I kind of wanted to highlight four cards um, of the four kind of best players remaining in the uh, in the playoffs. So yeah. if you're getting I'm, I'm basically saying if you're getting the premier rookie card of a base. So that's um, basically what I'm giving you right now is three prisms and one um, Bauman card. Sure. Um, Bowman, Bauman, Bowman. Um, all right. Devin Booker for the Suns, his PSA 10 um, has gone anywhere from like $900 to $1,400. I saw one for yesterday. Um, there are, and, and when I say pop count, that means how many there are basically population. So there are more than 1400 of these cards. So, um, pretty expensive card um when you think about it and um and i'm not going to tell you to buy any of these cards i just want like to just everybody to have a kind of a perspective of of where but we haven't really seen any huge jumps from this devin booker card but it's on the way up um let's go to the Giannis psa 10 his prism there's 2600 of these cards this is right around 1500 and it, it's it's kind of a crazy thing it's creeping back up into the 2000 territory now um and I'm guessing it'll continue to go up because people will see that it's underpriced. Cause I mean, back in uh late March, um, and obviously the card market has changed since then, but this card was at like thirty four hundred dollars. Wow. Um, so like to see it kind of being cut in half, um, I think there's a there's a lot of room to grow here. And I'm my guess would be that we'll probably start to see that gap start to to yeah. fill in. Um, even if the card market dips, like when players have when individual all-time greats and if Giannis can add a championship to his resume, like his cards are going to get a huge boost. Cause that then you go from like fun MVP, like James Harden to like all-time great because yeah, totally. you led your team to a championship. Um, all right. Um, Trey young prism. Um, so this is the one that is the cheapest, uh, right around the 300 to 350 range. And you might say, well, why is that? So, it's because there's 9,600 of these cards. Um, so we talk about how like people are always wondering if the Lucas or if the Trey Youngs or if the, basically those 2018 rookies when the market really blew up, um, like why, like how, how these cards could get devalued. And it's because people keep 
sending their cards into PSA, which is a smart thing to do, but now you're getting more and more tens. Whereas with, you know, if you look at the Devin Booker, you had 1400 PSA tens. And with Giannis, you had 2,600. Um, you have, you know, eight times the, the amount of that with, with Trey young. So, um, that, that there's more of them out there, which is affecting the value. Um, so, you know, that that's right around like 300 to 350. Again, you'll, you'll probably see that start to, to creep up again. Um, but you know, if you're like, Hey, I want to buy a PSA 10 rookie of one of the guys left. I don't really care about the investment. Um, this is the cheapest. Um, now things get interesting here because so Paul George, he doesn't have a prism because prism first printed in 2012. So, um, he has the, uh, it's the, the, I have written in my notes Donner's, but I I believe it's a, a Bowman rookie card. Um, I was bidding on one last night. And, uh, you know, cause these are going for 450, 500, 240. There was a sale. So if you got that one, good for you. Um, 520, I was bidding last night on a card and I was in like the four hundreds before I got, uh, kind of willied out and it was up to the six hundreds. Um, wow. yeah. so we're going to see this go up too, because I think basically there, there's only, and, and, and the thing like we talk about pop counts, there's only 49 PSA tens of this card for Paul George. Oh, wow. So. Again, yeah, 9,000 compared to 49, where there's not like a, you know, Paul George doesn't have like a premier rookie card. Um, so, you know, this would kind of be it. So um, yeah. this card is at like $500, more than $500 in in March, and we're seeing it creep back to that. So um, just a fun way to look. And, and, and it, yeah, and if you are a new collector and you're wondering why, some cards are priced higher than others, even though the player might be better, look at the pop counts because that's, that's relevant because if there's more cards on the market, um, you know, you, you, you understand how that works better than I do, but, um, yeah, but I, I think next week, let's, let's take a look at the biggest falls from every playoff team. Like maybe yeah, totally. look at, maybe look at some teams that had high hopes going into it. And then maybe they like, maybe like a Ben Simmons, right. And see where his card started and maybe where it ended. So, um, cool. yeah, fun times all around. We got to go, uh, Julian, we got to stop there and pick up, a. Pick up a pack soon. I think I have totally, some cards. Yeah. Coming, I think I have some cards coming back from PSA, so I'll let you know. Sweet, yeah. Shoot me a text. Awesome. Well, uh, we have to go to work now, but uh, Julian, you rock as always. Thank you for the new YouTube. background. If you're watching yeah. on YouTube, all Julian. You got it. Um, otherwise, yeah, we're we're pumped to talk to you guys tomorrow. Hopefully, all good news in Wolvesland. Um, if not, you know, we'll be just drinking and crying and. You know, we'll be like, yeah, that's about what we expected. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Sweet. Well, everyone um, enjoy your week. We will talk to you uh, tomorrow, but yeah, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time.